Blog Talk Radio. Are you driven by a passion to discover your divine destiny, ready to discover your purpose, and fulfill your God-given potential? You can at the Kingdom Church at Philadelphia in West Oak Lane Sundays at 9 a.m. Rediscover the kingdom and discover your purpose, identity, and divine destiny. For more information, call 267-357-9816. The kingdom of God is now eternal, and it's your time. Don't miss your moment. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God will supply your needs. See you this Sunday at the Kingdom Church at Philadelphia in West Oak Lane at 9 a.m. The Kingdom Church at Philadelphia, 6101 Lime Kiln Pike at Church Lane. Call 267-357-9816. This message paid for by the faithful supporters of Kingdom Vision Ministries International. Listen daily to www.247kingdomradio.com where Jesus is Savior, Lord, Owner, Master, and King. Praise the Lord. Good evening and welcome to the word from Kingdom Living from the Kingdom Church at Philadelphia. And we're here for our New Year's Eve celebration. Uh, We're running a little behind, as you may uh, have guessed by now. But if you hold on with us and be patient with us, we will be with you in a few moments. And so God bless. Please hold and we will be with you shortly. Thank you.
Praise the Lord, God bless you. We are back here on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Church of Philadelphia. Welcome to our service. Amen. Uh, bless you. She's been doing it. We're about to go live here on Facebook very shortly. Just stay with us. Thank you for your patience and waiting. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Uh huh. Hey, Mama. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We're just going around, we're just greeting one another, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. I 
talking about activating our gifts, activating our purpose, activating our gifts, activating our anointings this year. Amen. And so I'm going to ask um, Sister Odelia to come, and she's going to talk to us about activation. And she is the uh, brand new author of her new book, Activate. Patience, you hear that? 
in the words of reconciliation, as kingdom ambassadors, we only say and do what our governments say and do. That reminds me of John um, 5, verse 19. As Jesus, remember, as Jesus is, so are we, right? Mm-hmm. So when Jesus said, I only do what I I only do what I see my father do. Is, is Jesus follow our father? Amen. Okay. And and he said, I only say what my father say. So how did Jesus get all that information to know what the father said and know what the father do? He got to spend time. You have to spend time with him to know all those things. So otherwise we'd be operating on, from our flesh, you know, leaning to our own understanding other, other than that, okay? So, um, so the word, you know, God made this so so easy for us. He gave us a ministry of reconciliation, and He gave us the word of reconciliation. And as an ambassador, we're only supposed to speak what our, our government speaks. Amen. Did you ever look up what ambassadors, ambassadors of America, or wherever ambassadors are coming from? They're only supposed to speak what their government speaks. It's the same thing for us. They're not, they don't want your opinion and your views. We're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to say what our Father is saying. And so 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction, for error, and restoration to obedience, for training and righteousness. So as we are being prepared, being in preparation for activation, we are in training for righteousness. Mm-hmm. So learning to live in conformity, this training of righteousness is learning to live in conformity to God's will. Amen. Both publicly right. and privately. Amen. So behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. And verse 17 is the, the one. So that the man of God may be complete, proficient, outfitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. He's talking about all believers, whether they're man, woman, or child. All believers. So preparation means a substance especially prepared. Study is preparation. So when we study, 2 Timothy 2, 15, you are preparing yourself. You're being prepared. To show yourself approved unto God and to rightly divide the word of truth. So preparation is a proceeding or uh, reading, I mean, proceeding or reading, proceeding or readiness for a future event as a goal and as a susceptible, accomplished final outcome. So when you're preparing for something, you're preparing for something that's going to look for a final outcome. So something done to get ready for an event. I like to say lifestyle. In the kingdom, we we don't do stuff for events. It's a lifestyle. And so preparing for a party, you know how we prepare for a party, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we get we go get all the stuff. We got to live. We, we you know we get all the stuff so we can get ready. So we preparing for a future event. Mm-hmm. 
when you when when in preparation, the strategy is preparation is better than managing. It reduces error. Amen. So when you prepare for something, it reduces error. Come on. We work at it together. We do it. Yes. Shorten activities, unnecessary ones, and properly prepare meetings to make less than uh, less time to conduct. So time is a commodity. uh, We all have this time. We all have this commodity. How we use it is the key. That's right. That's right. So we we reduce uh, this uh, preparation is um, is better than managing because it reduces our stress. Not to be we all stressed out, but something ain't go right. They wasn't prepared. They weren't ready. Okay. (laughs) Like when you're dealing with children. You got to be ready. You got to be like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to be doing all this, spinning around. All this. You got to be prepared, and you got to be ready. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> so when you are prepared, you, your stress is reduced because you have less to do. And so we need to, so we, can't, we cannot activate if we are not prepared. Amen. So you can say activate all you want, but if you're not prepared, there's nothing going to happen. Okay, so we need to be prepared to exercise our use of our senses according to Hebrews 5.14. So it talks about those who are immature, and it talks about those who are are, uh, mature, the use of their senses. So as Children of God, human, uh, not human, um, but a spirit being. We need to know how to use our senses. We need to be trained to do that because we've still been so trained to, you know, operate from our flesh. So there are four powerful benefits of being prepared. Are you extremely self-disciplined and ready for every contingency, or are you more of a go-with-the-flow type? <laughs> Consider being prepared as a useless, uh, I'm not useless, yeah, useless, as, wait a minute. Consider being prepared as a useless concept. That's the person that just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Instead of being prepared. So the first one is by failing to prepare, you are preparing to the fail. Mm hmm. That's by Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Two, success is where preparation and opportunity meet. And three, is being prepared enhances our strategic thinking. So you're not thinking about all the stuff that ain't done all the stuff. Now you're thinking strategic because everything is in place where it's supposed to be, okay? And if it isn't, it's because you was prepared, you are be, you're able to be flexible and, and then move to the next thing. So being prepared enhances our strategic thinking. Being prepared increases our flexibility. <laughs> it increases those things. So we need to exercise your senses as practicing what God's original intent and design for us to operate on earth. Mm-hmm. 
That's in Hebrews 5.14. And, uh, and, and the ant says, but solid food is for the spiritually mature, whose senses are trained by practice. So if we're going to activate, you need to be prepared, and you need to be trained. And the way you be prepared, you're not an on-the-job trainer. Okay? The way, the way you be trained is you actually have to do what the world is telling us to do. And, so, and we can't be, you know, we can't, we got to operate in the spirit realm, not in through the flesh. Um, so, senses are trained by practices to delinquish between what is morally and good and evil. So, maturation comes from transformation. Maturation comes from transformation. So, we got to have preparation, saturation, that means we have to spend time. In the word, before God, studying, and maturation is that you mature because you're studying, and then the, transform- the transformation comes. Amen. As we practice what we learn. So it's the same thing as an uh, uh, example as a caterpillar. Before the cocoon, think about before the cocoon and after the cocoon. The, the caterpillar has to be... Um, it prepares itself, and then it uh, it uh, saturates, it's saturated inside this, this cocoon, turning liquid and whatever. And then by the time it's finished, it turns into a, a butterfly. butterfly. That's right. So we have to spend time. We need to exercise true our true design. So activation. The next thing I'm gonna say. Now this activation. I, I found out some interesting stuff about this activation. I'm like, whoo. <laughs> Activation is operating and functioning in the way God intended us. God is look, He looks to produce through us what He calls us from. Or so call from us. Call from us. So before you came to earth, God knew you. We know that in Jeremiah, right? Jeremiah. God knew you. He said, I even formed you in your, in your mm-hmm. mother's womb. Mm-hmm. And he ordained us and all this stuff that he said, right? right. Can't remember all the secrets right now. But it's just Jeremiah 1 and 5. And is it 12 too? Is it Jeremiah 1 12? Or is it 1 5? 1 5 probably. And um, um, the Lord just gave me so many scriptures. I can't, I can't do them all. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but I know y'all heard that before, right? He said, I knew you. Mm-hmm. In your mother's womb. Now, Ephesians 1 4, you can write that down and look it up later. He, he tells us that we were in them mm-hmm. before the foundation of the world. world. So that means we were dispatched here mm-hmm. in your mother's womb mm-hmm. with a, a gift that you're supposed to give to the world. Mm-hmm. And, and the gift, one of the gifts he's given us is specifically only you can do it. Right. Only you can do it. Because he specifically designed us that way. And so, uh, so God is looking to produce through us what he called for from us. Mm-hmm. That before he, we were in our mother's womb, he, he, he deposited something mm-hmm. in us. To take to the earth and display it. Mm-hmm. Glorify him. Amen, amen, amen. So first Corinthians, that's the first of the scriptures that I, I have on this book right here. First Corinthians 4, uh, 20, um, and it says, let me read it from the end. 
For the kingdom of God is not based on talk, but on power. Now, now this, even though it's talking, okay, it's based on power, okay? Um, one of the meanings of the word power is azusia. That means you are a superhuman. You are a superhuman. You are a, a superhuman because you reign successfully in your life with God. So Proverbs 4.23 says, this is profitable in, there is profit in all labor. But mere talk of the lips tends to penalty. Extreme poverty in the in the destitution, that's the penalty means. So when we which results from not operating the way we're designed. That's what it comes from. When we want up extreme poverty and destitution, it's because we have not operated the way we were designed. I tell the kids all the time, they can be like, I'm bored, I'm bored. It's because they're not doing what they're designed to do. They're, they're not doing what they're designed to do. There's something they're supposed to be doing that they're not doing that they're designed to do. The spirit brought that to my mind one day. Because I said, why did you say that more? Though? I'm like, they take their kingdom first. They need to find out what their true identity is, their purpose, that's all of us, really, because that's what he told us in Matthew 6.33. When you do that, that's what you, you discover, your true identity, your purpose, the reason why you're here. All right. And so Matthew, uh, James 2.18, here we go. It talks of faith with our works is dead. So First uh, Corinthians 4.20 talks about uh, the kingdom is not about a lot of talking, but it's living by the power of God. So James says, you show me your uh, your faith without works, you say, I'll show you my, my works by my faith. I think I said that right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, but someone says, you claim to have faith, and I and I have good works. Show me your alleged faith without the works. If you can, and I'll show you my faith by my works. That is by what I do. Not just talking. It's what I'm doing. So faith is, so this is another definition for faith. Faith is expected thought. Expected thought. That is true and real. Very good. It's effective thought that is true and real. What did God's word say? Because I said, God said, well, how do I have faith? Because I can't see it. It's invisible. You know, <laughs> it's, all, it's by my word. You walking in the word. You want to walk on water? Obey God's word. His word is like water. And so you want to walk on water? Obey his word. Then you will see. For example, faith, we believe that uh, Mark 16, 18, so a lot of this book here is going to be talking about is training, is training us. That when we go out, wherever we are, at the, the uh, doctor's office, at the market, or on the, at the bus stop, in, in your neighborhood, that wherever you go, there might be somebody sick. There might be somebody that fell out. There might need to be somebody that need to be delivered. And we're, that's what we're supposed to be, just like Jesus is. Right? Okay. Yep. And so, but it says, for example, Mark 16, 18, it says, it is true and real when we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Mm -hmm. So, you said, well, the scripture says that 
says, when believers lay hands on the sick, they shall be covered, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the word says. My hair coming loose. Purifying 
refining the effects and desires and implant good. That's what we're doing. When we, when we act like uh, the Lord wants us to act. So, remember, God don't make us do anything. No, we don't. Because we have free will. Amen. We didn't want a robot. Uh-huh. Okay? So, we, he, he, uh, he gave us a free will, so the choice is ours. So, he tells us, choose this day. He said, choose uh, the blessings or the curses. Right. And then he told us to choose life. Yes. Mm-hmm. So explore and the 
has been placed in those packages. Everyone is special and very essential to this earth because of their gifts that they have been assigned by God before birth to be activated as they enter into a newborn life. We depend on each other. We talking about that on Sunday, right? <laughs> the Apostle Paul explained this that this is God's desire for us. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knitted together by what, by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Because growth, that's why you can't do my gift if God didn't give you my gift. And if every, whatever your gift is, when you find that out, if everybody do their gift, mm-hmm. oh, man, it would be something. <laughs> it would be something. <laughs> because growth of the body for the edifying of itself and love, and that's Ephesians 4, 15, and 16, it is important to understand that we need to find salvation through Jesus Christ and become born again. Our new birth. In him, activate our spirit and the gifts that are within us. That's the only way. The Holy Spirit brings forth our destiny as we start participating in our part of the kingdom, of God's kingdom. Everything that is innocent and everything that we do with what is in us counts. And we receive rewards for those. So we need each other. The Lord, this is what the Lord be saying. The Lord, the Lord knows when you are when you sacrifice. Okay, He'll say, He'll ask you, what have you done? This is so special, mm. and He rewards you. A lot of people are rewarding, and, he, and they don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so that paper right there, that's on your seat right there. That's what I'm with, and then I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Overflow. I decree fear is vanquished in your life. Faith has become your way of functioning. Fear has no no hold on you anymore. You will do exploits through faith in this season coming. Exploits take advantage of that's what exploits mean. You take advantage of Utilize, make use of what you possess. So you got to find out what you possess. So you can do the exploit. So, and then to use them. Okay, let's read this. This is Agents of the Government of God, the Government of God mission statement. So we already talked about we don't supposed to speak with the government, right? Okay? This here statement comes from the government. This is this word that I got the scriptures at the bottom. Here we go. Let's say this together. We, we are, are agents of the government of God, the kingdom of heaven. We have been chosen of God and sent by God to advance his kingdom in the earth, to preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom, and to walk in kingdom authority in the earth. We are chosen nation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, 
Light are we in the darkness. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Morning. 
place we shine. Out of the ashes of wine, cause no one like you. None like you. Our God is greater, and now God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, oh God. Yes, oh God. And if our God is with us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who could stand again? And if our God is then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who could stand again? Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Yes. Awesome and power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25. We're talking about activation. Amen. The real camp. She told us about how that you must be prepared. I was uh, talking to my sister earlier, and my sister is a nurse, 
and she was saying some things. I know what? She, from the time she was a little girl, that's all she ever wanted to do. That's all she ever talked about. <laughs> she would tell me some things that I didn't know about some people in the neighborhood that she would help out. We had a lady uh, that lived at the end of our block who had terrible cold. Mm. And she and another little young girl mm-hmm. would go down there and they would help them. They would cook for them. Oh, wow. Different things for them, which I didn't even know. You know, she was nursing them, mm-hmm. <laughs> helping people out, doing things to do. She said she always admired. She remember being a child and going to the hospital. Remember the nurses being so nice and, and loving. And she liked the uniform. You want to be a child? She got pictures of the traffic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. White back of the head and the white dress around. White little hat. She was attracted to that. But. In her spirit, in her life, no matter what she went through, no matter what she experienced, that dream never left. That's because now she's walking in faith. Amen. A lot of times, God gave us things even as small children. He gave us dreams, He gave us ideas, He gave us plans, and you know, you know, He was telling everybody, when I grow up, I want to be this. When I grow up, I want to be that. And we took it as, well, that's just some kids, you know, imaginations running wild. No, I, I think that's different with that. I believe that even as a small child, God was pointing to you and showing you what he called you to create you. Uh-huh. Yep. Amen. So we allowed life Amen. to get in the way. Amen. We allowed adulthood and all the things that come along with it, mm-hmm. you know, to get in the way. And so as life went on and came upon us the way it did, we put dreams on the shelf. Mm-hmm. We put ideas. We put some thoughts on the shelf. Mm-hmm. But I come mm-hmm. here, we're talking about activation and activating and setting. Yeah, he's going to set it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what he wants to do is he wants you to wake those things up. Yeah. Those things that are born. Yeah. He wants you to know that yeah. you are still here. Every moment that you wake up, it's still time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's still time. You still have time. You still have a purpose, you still have a chance to do whatever God has called you to do. I, I think about uh, when I was in the system and the old ministry that I once served in, I had ideas, I had dreams, I had visions, things that I wanted to do, but in that system, you know, you had to wait. You had to sit on the bench. You had to sit there and wait until, you know, until Sunday. Or if you presented that idea like a good, you know, Minister in the religious system does. You come in, there's the leaders, your ideas, and then they always dumb it down. They always told you, well, okay, do it this way, but maybe if you do it this way, or maybe you do that. And then when they put their hands on it, and put their hands on it, put their ideas on it, it's totally opposite of what God told you to do. Hmm. It didn't even look like what God had called you to do. I'm speaking to my standards now. The guy let me know, he brought me back all the way back here to Philadelphia. Yes. And I came back, not in the way that I wanted to, you understand. I, I kind of came back, I was kind of down, I was kind of, you know, experiencing things, life that was, you know, done for me what I thought I was, I hadn't experienced the things like that I had wanted to. And then I was working in the Christian bookstore, met this son by the name of John, Brother Bob. Mm-hmm. And he came in talking about, this kingdom. Now, you know, religious, you know, preaching myself, religious fellow, you know, I heard the word kingdom, but my idea of that was in this by and by, the future kingdom. You know, 
not understanding that the kingdom is present. All right, Romans 14, 17, 17. The kingdom of God is not meat nor drink. In other words, it's not religious ceremonies. It's not, you know, the good or bad things that you do, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom is in the Holy Ghost. Yes. It's in the Spirit. It's a spirit thing. Yes, it is. And so, when I begin to hear that, and begin to understand that, and begin to lean in that, what we talked about earlier, one of the things that we're going to activate kingdom vision, we have to understand that we have to lean on the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That we have right. to lean into the Spirit of God. That we have to seek for God's kingdom of righteousness. We all know that verse. Mm-hmm. And all the things that we need for help, life, ministry, will be added to us besides. This is it's already a done deal. Mm-hmm. But it's about submission. We talked about that. Submission. See, many times we grown folks here, we, we citizens of the United States of America, and we hear things in our westernized, you know, democratic here, we'll hear something and say, okay, I'll decide whether I'll go ahead and accept that, or I'll leave it alone. <laughs> After all, this is the government of the people, by the people, for the people. We vote on everything. But in kingdoms, the king is sovereign. Yep. Right. In kingdoms, I, most of y'all know what I'm talking about. In kingdoms, whatever the king says becomes law. You don't have a choice. That's right. Oh, God. Paul said it like this. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. In other words, he says, you know, I might want to do my own thing. I might want to live and walk and do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. But there's a pressing on me. Right. Yeah, there's something on me that really knew. Jeremiah, Jeremiah tried to quit. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah said, Lord, I'm giving you up. Everything that starts speaking in your name, they've been making fun of me. They laugh at me everywhere I go. They, they cast me aside. They don't want to have anything to do with me. Uh-huh. So I quit. But in the midst of me trying to quit, I found out something, Lord. You fooled me. <laughs> you tricked me. Because when I tried to quit, there was something on the inside that wouldn't let me. There's something that I had on the inside of me. There's something that could call me. Every time I tried to quit, I had to speak up in your name. When I saw the cry, when I saw, amen, God, what God was doing, what he was saying, there, there was a pull. There was a pull on me. There was a pull. And so the Holy Spirit is pulling on us. Even right now, the Spirit is pulling on us. wanting to activate us. He wants us to go beyond mere Bible knowledge, mere kingdom knowledge to kingdom action. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah. He yeah. wants us to go beyond, amen, knowing this stuff. Amen. You look at this, I call it my little kingdom Bible. It's torn up, it's all taped up. But this is the Bible I first started learning the kingdom. And I got all the verses highlighted. And I didn't take this thing up so many times. We're going to have surgery performed on it many times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still there because we got good stuff written in the margins and all that. Mm-hmm. But that is what, you know, in this season, in this. And it's time to it's time to go beyond that. Mm-hmm. So he's already challenging. He challenged, started challenging. He was challenging me before that. He began challenging me last year. But then I told him that all right, step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. So now <laughs> I didn't have I mean you have a choice, you understand. But when you know there's a, a something in your spirit that you know God calls you to do long ago. And I guess that because of life and things that happen, we put things on the shelf. And God wants us to know it's time to clear the shelf off. Mm-hmm. Right. Come on it's now. time to go up there and pull that gifting down. Time to dust it off. Time to wake up that dream again. Time to stir up that thing.
when God called. Right. At the end of Ecclesiastes, he said, this is the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. Mm -hmm. This right. is the conclusion of this thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, Paul said in the uh, New Testament that God's commandments are not grievous. Amen. God gave us a choice. He said, I set before you some of the children in Israel. I set before you this day, life, death, blessings, and cursings. And he said, choose life. He made the choice for us. He gave you a choice, but you said, but then this is the choice to pick. This is the choice to pick. You remember, you know, you were a little kid, you played that little game, and, you know, you tried something in your hand, and you just tried to get somebody to pick it, but you wanted to get it to the little hand. This hand in the thing. This hand in the thing. And so God was letting us know that, hey, blessings and curse, he did that. It might be well with you and with your children. God is a God of generation. When he speaks to us, he's not just speaking to us alone, but he's speaking to those that have come after us. He's speaking to your children. He's speaking to your grandchildren. He said, that's why he said, he told Moses, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah, I'm just not your God, Moses. But I'm a God of generation. And I'm speaking to Abraham's generation and Isaac's generation and Jacob's generation. I'm the God of all creation. And so when I called you, when I created you, I wanted you, oh God, I created you in my righteousness, I created you in my image, and I want you to go forth in righteousness, being and doing exactly what I have created you to do. Oh, amen. Praise God. So in Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14, and it reads, the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Now to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded the same and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received the two, he gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And that was a chance to several accounts. Trying to see what was up and what he had given them. All right. Okay. And so that he had received five talents, he came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Lord, I gain besides them five talents more. Amen. His Lord said, and well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of our Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. And his Lord said, and well done, good and faithful Amen. servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not straw. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, thou hast that that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I weep where I sowed not, and gather where I have not straw. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanger, and then at my coming 
I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto oh my Lord, unto him which has ten talents. Mm-hmm. For to everyone that has shall be given, mm-hmm. and he shall have abundance. He that has shall lose me. Slow down. <laughs> For unto everyone that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that have not shall be taken away even that which he has. Who can cast ye the unprofitable servant in the outer darkness? They shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. There was terrible, a, a, a landowner who gave his, his, his workers talent. Now, those of us who've been around for a while, we know that we talk, this is a parable of Christ talking about himself. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the gifts and the anointing and the talents that he gives the people. Mm-hmm. And he gives us these gifts, gives us these talents, want to know what we're going to do with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wanting to know are we going to increase when we talk about potential, potential untapped, unused ability. Many of us, you know, had potential. Teachers, parents, other people told us we had potential to do this. You know, but because of fear, because of the neighborhood you might have came up in, because of the family you might have grown up in, you said, well, I don't know, I like doing that. I like doing that. I, I I enjoy doing that, but you know, I don't know. From the time, I got to tell you a little secret that you might not have known. You might know or you might not know. From the time that you were a small child, the enemy has been on his job trying to destroy your destiny. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep you from becoming who God created you to be. Trying to keep you from becoming what God had called you for, and when he formed you and shaped you in your mother's womb, when he called you forth and he commanded you to live, he had a plan and a purpose just for you. We talked about it earlier. Uh, what was it, Jeremiah 29, 11? And I had to know the plans that I have for you. Yeah, plans yeah. of peace. Plans of yeah. good. Yeah. To give you a hope in the future. Not of evil. He gives you an expected end. He was letting you know, I'm not against you. I'm not at you with you. I created you in my image and in my likeness. But something happened. Something happened. The enemy came. He got his hands in it. His first man messed up with him. He gave it away. But then the second man, his name is Jesus, who did not eat of the fruit of the tree. Oh, no. Well, he obeyed God. He, he, he took authority. Amen. He said, it's not, oh God, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The devil has come up with something else. Yes. And so every time there's a victory, every time there's a place that God takes you to, the enemy will come and try to challenge you again. But the thing is, when you, you know, when that's coming, see, I, I like talking about Job. Job didn't know that God had a conversation about him mm-hmm. in heaven. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand all the things that were going on in his life. He didn't understand that God and Satan had, had a conversation about him. He mm-hmm. said, have you been going out throughout the earth, you know, seeking who you may do not. You've been going throughout the earth, seeing who you can trip up. But have you been by my boy Joe Thompson? 
about going down there, checking out. Now, but they won't touch his life. And so all the things that George had went through, he never cursed God. He never charged God foolishly. He got the victory. Amen. Through those circumstances. But guess what? Job didn't have what we have now. Job didn't have the Holy Spirit. Job was just going on his experience, right? His life experience is with God. He didn't tell me the things. He was dealing with what he was dealing with because he spoke with he said the thing when after everything that happened to him that first time that he came through, he said the thing that I greatly feared would come upon him. So that's why we have to watch how we talk. That's how we how we have to watch how we speak. That's why we have to watch what we say out of our mouth. Because we have our mouth, our words, just like the God who created us, that creative power. And I have to say that both of us have the life that we have now because we spoke. We spoke.
said, now go and make something happen. I mean, he didn't necessarily tell them that. But the other two seemed to have the idea that, hey, I need to double this thing. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to grow it. Yeah. 
He wants us to go from talking to being. He wants us to go from being passive to acting. He wants us to go for a choke. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to shut it down because right now it's necessary weather. But I just want us to understand and know that we want to hold one another accountable. You have permission to hold me accountable. We hold one another accountable. Yeah. Make sure. We want to be active in one another's lives. We want to know if there's a vision, if there's a dream, if there's a, a gift, if there's an anointing, if there's a ministry that you have. We want to help one another. Amen. We want to help one another. We want, oh God, we want to encourage. We want to equip. We want to exhort one another. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Jesus, Lord God, every song, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, every home, Lord God, for the homeless here in Bill, Lord God, 
Very, very, 
Bucky boy, take it in. They'll be all right. You know, candy and donuts. And...
Like when I was in the Navy, that's our officer. They, they messed up and get out of here. Oh, Lord. I need to be standing up. What's up there, Flo? All right. Oh, Lord, 